Yo, we in here. in here. Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. Come on in and hit that like button. Come on in, come on in, come on in. Tell a friend, tell a friend to hit that like button. Hit that like button. Hit the like button. We in here. Come on, come on. Get those likes up. Likes up. Happy day of labor. Happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day. We pray that your Labor Day was magnificent. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah, we about to have a good time. We about to have a good time. We got a good one. We got a good one. Go ahead and tell a friend to come on in. Drop those anchors if you're anchored in the Lord. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the like button. Good evening, good evening. Hi, let me. I see you in here. Come on in, say good evening. Tell us who you are. Drop those anchors. If you're anchored in the Lord, I see you. Come on in here. Come on in here. We got a good one. Good evening. Come on, good evening. Hello, I see ya. Holla at me, holla at ya, boy. Holla at ya, boy. Holla at ya, boy. Sister Brittany, I see ya. That we go. They, they gonna talk back to me. They gonna talk back to me. Notice I ain't showed myself yet. You got to talk to me. Good evening, Sister Brittany. Good evening, good evening, good evening. God bless you. Thank you. Mafia gang, 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 gang is in the building. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We here, we here, we here, we here. We here. I guess everybody else want to play peekaboo with me. I see. I see. I go ahead. I go ahead and show myself. Yeah. Here you go. Somebody said you were looking for me. Here I go. Yeah. We amped up. We amped up. It's Monday. It's Monday. Labor day. Day of labor. Holiday for the laborers. Yes, indeedy. Go ahead and hit the like button as you come in. Say hello. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. And if you are anchored in the Lord, drop those anchor emojis. Come on, drop them. Drop them. Drop them. Drop them. Drop them. Go ahead and drop them. Come on in here. Come on in here. This is the corner. Welcome, 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 welcome to the preacher's corner. The preacher's corner is a corner for lovers of preaching. Man, we love us some preaching over here. We love us some preaching. We love us some preaching. Yes, indeed. We love the word of God. And we like uh, getting the word together. Amen. 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 I am your host, Pastor JT, Senior Pastor, House of Deliverance of Crowley, Texas, located in Crowley, Texas. Indeed. 
with you. Sister Didi, I see ya. The queen is here. The queen has arrived. Lady Bayberry, we see ya. We see ya, we see ya, we see ya, we see ya. We definitely appreciate y'all rocking with us on this Labor Day evening. Go ahead and drop those emojis if you anchored in the Lord. In the Lord. I'm anchored, I'm anchored, I'm anchored. I'm anchored in, in the Lord. Watch this, man. You wouldn't believe the type of weekend that the podcast has had, man. We give God all the glory for the great things that he's doing with this ministry. There's some people that I want to shout out. There's some people in South America, in Frankfurt, in Belgium, in Ireland, in Cologne, Germany, Rocky Mountain House, Canada, Sacramento, San Jose, Wichita, Kansas, Ashburn, Virginia, PVU, shout out to that individual that's at Preview University, Garland, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Midlothian, Texas, Mansfield, Texas, and those faithful in Funkytown, Texas, and in Crowley, Texas. Yo, we growing, we growing, we growing, we growing. We want to celebrate our small victories. We had 127 downloads over the weekend. 11 new followers, 2 new subscribers to the YouTube channel. Praise God for the small victories. May not be nothing big to you, but it's definitely something big for us. And we are appreciative of all of the support, all of the downloads, all of the shares, all of the conversations that's been popping about the Preacher's Corner. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeedy. Y'all ready to roll? Let's go. Battles won, will I win every soul? Nah, but I die trying Cause I'm sick of my community suffering and mama's crying I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me So there's nothing that my God can't change, including me Yo, I live by his word and nothing else Cause this word is so sufficient, it can stand on my itself See the truth will set you free, set you free True indeed, cause I'm walking through the valley with the Lord as my lead Give me a mission to be to you Pray I will succeed, and so far my prayers been answered. Cause I got the tools I need, so I'ma keep on pushing. Let them 
I hope y'all enjoyed the new intro song. Shout out to my little brother Reborn. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a family thing. It's a family thing. Yeah. If I go, we all going. Let's roll. Let's roll. Let's roll. Let's roll. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Give God all the glory. Amen. Let's get some of the things that we need to get out of the way. We got a preacher tonight. We got a preacher tonight, man. One of uh, individuals that I, I, I look up to, um, I, I value his ministry. This man of God is it's like, it's like my Michael Jordan to basketball, but my Michael Jordan in preaching. Uh, Bishop Noel Jones, Bishop Jones, we're going to dive into his ministry tonight. He is the senior pastor of City of Refuge Church in Garden Gardenas, California, and I'm excited about this word. Um, I was helped. I was helped, and hopefully I get some more nuggets um, from this word. If you haven't had the opportunity, go ahead and like, subscribe to all of our endeavors. We have Mafia Ministry, which is our outreach ministry. We have a makeup uh, makeup artist page, Lady Mayberry B Session with Nita. Our church YouTube channel, HOD TV, and uh, Twitch, uh, Twitter, we on Instagram, wherever where that you can believe. We there, we there, we there, we there. We definitely appreciate the support. Here it is, our disclaimer. Copyright disclaimer under section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. Amen, amen. We got that out the way for our practice of fair use for copyright purposes. Let's dive in to the word of God. Let's go, let's go, let's go. After having a some horrible clash with your mate, have you ever asked yourself, what were we arguing about? Oh, I see all of you, when you were arguing, you had a point, right? But we are at a time now in our collective lives and in our individual lives where we have to win. There are certain circumstances in your life and 
I don't know if I've got many procrastinators here, but there are times when you face certain things and instead of going into it adamantly, vehemently, you put it off. And many times in my life, I can't speak for yours, but many times in my life, I just decided not to decide. And sometimes when you put something off because you don't want to face it, and sometimes you don't want to face it until you have to face it, because you don't know and I don't know what the outcome will be, so we rather not get in the battle when we can't guarantee how we're coming out. There are certain things that eventually you're going to have to deal with. And for some, we say, all right, now, Give me the bad news first. Give me the battle, the big battle first. Since I got to deal with it ultimately and most of us who lead in our families, who lead on our jobs, who lead in our church, who lead our lives, we understand that there are times when we have to encounter can't keep saying to yourself, I'm not going to say anything. You can't keep going down the other street when there's something that you have to deal with. Ooh. When we look here, we can declare right now in the text that Jesus passed the test. And he had to pass the test because he now becomes the example that we have to have when we come with an encounter with Satan. Uh, I'm going to call this the overview for, because I got to do details later. You cannot be tempted outside of what you bring to the table. Every man is tempted when he's drawn away by his own lust and enticed. So immediately then temptation is made up of two parts. It's made up of what you bring to the table and what the enticer stimulates you to do. Uh, you know, when you preach Jesus, uh, you know, you got to deal with sin sometimes, you know. When you preach money, you don't have to deal with any of that. You just, you know, self-help and Norman Vincent Peale and and you know, get rich quick, but when you deal with Jesus 
and you follow his pattern and you see what he went through and then you have to apply it to yourself. Satan is not seeking to tempt where there is no desire because you can't get me to buy a car I don't want. And so when you understand the significance then of being called of God, then immediately you will find that Satan's going to take a shot at you because God put his hand on you and he can't stand for you to have a relationship with God so as soon as there is a recognition that God has his hand on you, the first thing he's going to do is come after you. Understand this. Satan doesn't have to go after who he has. He just goes after who got away from him. Let me approach this from the scriptural text. Jesus' testing is actually the narrative of the temptation falls into three primary categories. The first one is Jesus' testing recalls that of Israel in the wilderness. Whatever God commanded Israel, his child, into the wilderness which more he would require of his son the Messiah. You have to understand that when Israel got in the wilderness they failed the test. And it's interesting that whenever God moves to bring somebody out of a situation the first place they end up in is the wilderness. He brought you out of captivity on your way to ownership, but he doesn't take you from captivity immediately into ownership. There is a period where you have to go through until you get what he has appointed. Ah, I wish it would be that the moment he filled me with the Holy Spirit and put his hand on me that I would become the kind of child that he wants me to be but in order to be the kind of child that he wants to me to be I have to go through the wilderness. There are certain things you can't avoid when God has his hand on you, you can't avoid people talking about you. When God has his hand on you, you can't avoid satanic hindrances trying to block your path when God has his hand on you. 
When God has his hand on you, you cannot avoid the battle you have in your mind over what people have done to you. And oftentimes you run into the people who have done it to you after God put his hand on you. And that is a wilderness experience to see can you get over what they did because God put his hand on you. So you're not taking the past into the future. But you're dropping it right where it was. Because now that God has put his hand on me, I can easily forgive you because I have another destiny in mind than revenge. I wish I could talk to somebody here. If you're going to go further, you got to let some things go. You got to let some people go. You got to get them out of your mind. You can't keep looking back at what folk have done when you got to go forward. You can't listen to what a lot of folk got to say when God is talking to you in the other air. You can't harbor anything in your heart when you need the freedom for the Holy Spirit to move through you. I don't need a block on the inside. Let the block be on the outside. Uh, it's an overview. I, 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 I don't have to shout. It's critical now because the second thing is that Jesus provides a model for tested believers. If I'm going to get through this, I have to walk where Jesus walked. I can't walk on my own path because I need direction here. And I need to understand how to handle things when they come. The third thing that is significant here in the narrative is that the narrative affirms a correct understanding of Jesus's messiahship as against the contemporary and the political or the militaristic interpretations. I've got to understand it from the biblical point of view and not from culture's point of view because many of us have had to fight because of the cultural attack to the Christian journey that we're trying to make. Can I just say that another way? Oftentimes, we modify where we stand because of what's happening in the world around us. And many times, we as the children of God become complicit to the things of the world because we have not yet been transformed by the renewing of our mind to the point where we say, you don't influence us, but we should influence you. This is important because many times we modify our stand. Not only do we modify our stand because of our friends, we modify our stand because of our personal ambition. We modify our friends because of the fear of being ostracized by people who aren't within the parameters of our thoughts. We modify our stand because of our financial uh, situations. We modify our stand because of what our children demand. Many times we don't stand where we ought to stand and Jesus is saying to us that the easy way is not always God's way. 
and sometimes you got to deal with being ostracized by man to be accepted by God. Ah, uh, wish somebody to say, can you hear me out there? All right, as long as you can, because it's critical then to follow this further. What Matthew does is he makes the biblical background clear even in simple ways like saying the spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. Now many people argue that. But what he's doing is reflecting on a common biblical motif where God is guiding his people. If you look at Exodus 13, 18, it is God who put them in the wilderness. They didn't go in the wilderness by themselves. They weren't going away from the command of God. It is God who put them in the wilderness because he is leading them. If you understand that, then you understand that Jesus has to be led into the place where he can become an example for you and me. You cannot take Jesus outside of the human experience and expect us to be like him. He has to come into the human experience and show us how to operate in that place. So being the son of God, he has to be led by the spirit of God to guide the path that you and I have to take. Uh, let me tell you this, whatever you're going through right now, it is not something that has not already been done. So please don't give, don't say to yourself, I'm the only one feeling this way. Because Jesus had to feel what you feel in order to show you how to get out of what you're in. And this is why God has to lead him into the wilderness. Now many people will say that the Holy Spirit does not lead into where there's trouble. Oh, I wish I could talk to you here. Ah, many people say that God does not lead into anything that's difficult. So if somebody tests your lust or tests your attitude or tests your kindness or tests your anger, the first thing you say, it's not God. That's the devil. Do you know how many times we confuse the operation of God for the devil? Many instances in your life, it ain't the devil. It's God putting you through a test to analyze who you are so you can see that I can't do this by myself. I need God to bring me out with a mighty hand. Oh, I feel like shouting on this. It is important to understand this because the biblical motive is that God guides people into the wilderness. If you have any doubts, just check Exodus 13 and 18. 
Check Exodus 13, 18, and 21. 15 and 13. I, I, I put them down. Uh, 15 and 22. Deuteronomy 8 and 2. And what we note also is that Jesus quotes three texts from Deuteronomy, and all of them are commandments that Israel failed to obey, but Jesus is determined to obey. What Israel couldn't do, Jesus did. And because Israel is in front of Jesus, we don't have to follow Israel, we follow Jesus. Because Jesus steps in between the failure of Israel and the victory we're going to have because we follow him. When you live your life following Jesus, you don't follow anybody else's opinion in order to get to where you need to go. Uh, I, I, I'm going to take my time. I, I don't have to preach this. We can talk about this. I, I can holler later. The wilderness then is translated desert. In the uh, new version, the NIV, because few people live there, it was not a pleasant place. Some believe the wilderness to be a special haunt of demons. And if you look at the comment in chapter 12, 43, uh, and apart from a few rugged people like John, who made the wilderness between Jordan Valley and the Judean hills, they made it their homes. It represented a dangerous and inhospitable setting. Right now, that's where we are. We're in a very inhospitable and dangerous time. That's where we are. Right now, all of us, we're all in the wilderness. We're in the wilderness of the pandemic. We're in the wilderness of social upheaval. We're in the wilderness of our own personal idiosyncratic situations. We have never seen death like we have seen death in this last two years. We are in the wilderness of not knowing what to do financially. We're in the wilderness of not knowing how church is going to end up at the end of the day. So right now, more than ever before, we are in an inhospitable and dangerous place. And for you to say that God does not want us here is for you to know something I don't know. Because if he didn't want us here, he wouldn't have allowed us to be here. The problem is not the situation. The problem is how we're going to handle it. And I'm here to tell you, we've got to pass. Amen. We can't fail. We can't fail. I, I wish you could holler to somebody and tell them you just can't fail right now. Amen, amen, and amen. I don't know. This thing is bothering me. Uh, just breathe me. Uh, yeah, just turn it off. I'll keep it on. It, it's important, testing one, two. Give me some sound here, please. Uh, you see, we, we mm -hmm. think, when we mm -hmm. think of applying this passage today, when I think about this particular passage, and uh, we may mediate at a greater length on the other two lessons scholars have talked about. I studied a couple people, and I found that Jesus' victory models for us as it modeled for his disciples. And what the passage here tells us 
about the true character of Jesus' mission. No less than Matthew's discourse sections, which is in 28 and 19, this narrative provides a model for us. You cannot look at this and understand it clearly if you don't understand that the narrative here brings us where Jewish teachers instructed by example as well as the word. So Jesus now has to be led into the wilderness so that he might instruct us not only by word but by example. He has to show us how to handle the situation. That's why we have to move into, yeah, I feel better now. We have to move into the narrative about Jesus so that we can understand how he navigated in the situation. We have many people who can tell us how to live. I have a whole lot of folk who have a lot of advice for us, but we never see them live through what they talk about. You see, what the Bible is saying to us is, we're not only going by what Jesus taught, we have to go by what he does. And in order for him to have that kind of problem that we have, he has to be led by the spirit. So the spirit does not avoid wilderness when God is working in you his power. So don't you think that something is wrong with you because you end up in a wilderness experience. You would not be in that wilderness experience if God didn't first put his hand on you. Notice when he is going through the experience. He's going through the experience after the word was declared, this is my beloved son. Anytime God decides to make you a public spectacle of being with him, you will experience the wilderness. You can't avoid it. You can't get around it. It does not mean something is wrong with you. It does not mean that you have walked away from God to have to go through something. So stop looking at what you're going through as something is wrong with you and be prepared for the battle to come out on the other side with more power than you ever had before. Amen. You can go in filled with the spirit but you're going to come out with the power of the spirit. And I want to move from field to power. I want to move from having him dwelling to expressing himself. And the greatest enemy is the devil. Notice here now. Jesus who fasts in the wilderness is now going to expose a weakness. The Spirit now has empowered Jesus for his mission. And he's empowered Jesus for his mission as God's son. And you see that very clearly in chapter 3 in just 16 and 17. Now the same Spirit that has empowered him and declared him to be God's son is the one who leads him into the wilderness where his call must be tested. 
Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit here. Now, you said, you said it was God who anointed you. You said it was God that brought you out. You said it was God that directed you to open that business. You said it was God that led you to a particular church. You said, you said it was God who released you to the next level. Oh, I want to see the white of your eye. COVID or no COVID. That's what you said. How quickly we say the Lord. But every time you say the Lord, you look for the test. And don't be too quick to say the Lord if you ain't ready for the test. I feel something happening here. Because part of the power has got to be exhibited in your vociferous and vehement strength to keep focus on what God said when the enemy is throwing everything at you from every side. You said God said it then in spite of what the enemy is doing, you will still achieve it, but you got to stay the course. You cannot say God said and then back up on the first thing that comes against you. I wish somebody would understand it. You cannot say God said and then run from the opposition that's standing in your way. If God said it, you got to face it with everything you have and don't back up when the enemy comes up because if God said it, I believe it and I'll have the victory over everything that comes my way. Oh, folk didn't start talking about you till you said God said. Amen. You didn't get so much opposition until you said God said. Amen. Because the devil wants you to doubt whether God said it or not. What Matthew does, he informs us the purpose of the spirits leading of the Godson, the purpose was that he might be tested. Like most of the heroic predecessors, Abraham, Joseph, Moses, David, Job, go down the list. Jesus had to pass a period of testing before beginning his public ministry. Many times, God holds you in a wilderness experience before he releases you to ministry so that he can build your character. Because giftedness that is not supported by character won't last very long. We have many gifted people that we don't use because they don't have any character. 
I wish somebody would understand me. And your gift will put you in the lights and your character will put you in the basement. Can, can, I, can I, you know what, I, I'm not trying to preach now. You have been called the son of God. And you have a ministry before you. But I need to lead you into the wilderness so you can be an example to those who follow your disciples and also everybody who takes on your name that I will anoint for a purpose. I want to lead you in the wilderness to be tempted so that I can build character. He learned obedience through the things that he suffered. We want the lights, but we don't want the wilderness that strengthen us to handle the lights. I wish somebody would understand this. You see, when you're gifted, if you're not properly groomed, you will be arrogant and cocky. But what God does is he takes the arrogance out of you by what he puts you through. So instead of coming to folk like you're a big chief, you come in humble because you understand that God has put you through in order to be manageable. I wish I could talk to you here. You see, many times people don't understand. That everybody who has a great anointing has to overcome a great problem. Oh, I feel like shouting here. Should I say that again? Never get surprised when you understand who the people you think have the greatest anointing and know they're anointed. But understand this. You see and experience the gift, but you don't experience their fight. Every time Paul talks about giftedness, he talks about character. And he says, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought because you're gifted. He says, if you can move mountains, faith that move mountains, you speak in every tongue you can find. But if you don't have love, you're just making a lot of noise. I wish you'd understand me. The greater the anointing, the greater the challenge. The greater the anointing, the greater the difficulty God puts in your life. God put a thorn in Paul's life to keep his foot on the ground. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit here. Woo! I don't have to give you Bible characters. Look at your own life. Every time it seems as if God is bringing you closer to him, something rises up in your flesh, in your circumstance, in your finance, in your family, on your job. I don't want to spend too much time here. 
blessings of God can cause you to lose who you are. The blessings of God can raise you up so much until you think you're the cat's meow, the dog's bow wow. So let me give you this. Never think what you have received is something you achieved. He that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Don't forget the rest of it. Because if you leave the rest of it out, you will think it's your charm. You will think it's how handsome you are. You will think it's how debonair. How smooth. Oh, she didn't have a choice, honey. She's dealing with me, baby. Findeth favor from the Lord. Because she's with you, don't think it's you. I wish somebody did it. Because she's with you, don't think it's you. God was the one. God is the only one who can put good people in your life. Because you can't choose them. I'll go over your life and go run through the list. It shouldn't be a list if you could choose well. If you knew how to choose, it wouldn't be more than one. Amen. I I don't want to mess up the service. But didn't you have to run from somebody you chose? blessings of the Lord and the anointing and the selection that he makes of you to go on a mission if he doesn't build your character the wilderness is a character builder some of the people I mentioned before Jesus they almost snapped under pressure And the only thing that kept them was God's favor. Uh, When you get home, uh, 1 Samuel 25, 13 through 34. 1 Kings 19. Somebody read 1 Kings 19 and 4. Amen. You know, we don't have to be formal. 1 Kings 19 and 4. Somebody with a mic. Holler it out. But he himself he sent him into the wilderness and he sat down under a juniper tree. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds like Elijah to me. That sounds like David. Who sat under the juniper tree? 
And what did he do? He was about to snap. Anytime somebody's asking for God to kill him. And, and I've got news for him too. I got a message for him. You didn't have to go down there and ask God to kill you because Jezebel was trying to do that. Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 20 and 7 through 18, Jeremiah said, you deceived me. And I was deceived. I'm in derision day and night because they are deriding me because of the message you gave me. They're talking about me every day. The challenge is you want the anointing but you don't want the character built. You want to be seen as a powerhouse in God but you don't want the experience that solidifies the power. Satan understands that he can't take the anointing off you. So he attacks the character so that he can break you from functioning because he messed up your character so bad that nobody wants to hear you. If God is calling and empowering you to do something for him, then please expect the wilderness. When Jesus was baptized, went up straightway out of the water and lo, the heavens were opened unto him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. Isn't that right? And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now, if you ever hear that, the next thing you look for is the wilderness. Oh, I feel like shouting. Did I bring this on myself with my big mouth in testimony service? Huh? Did I understand the ramifications of what I said? Or was I just trying to thrill a few church folk and make myself important? Because it's going to be tested. The devil may not show up in person or test you on the same supernatural level that he tested Jesus. But your hardships may seem unbearable apart from the grace of God. I have heard many a young preacher say, I thought it was God. And I don't understand why I'm going through what I'm going through. And all I got to say to them is, let me tell you a little bit about what I have had. The people who what you thought were the closest to you. How do you envy 
somebody else's anointing. Anointing is not something you achieved. Anointing is something you received. And you can't hate me over what God gave me. I didn't ask him for it. He chose me. I didn't choose him. The testing then is for our good. And when biblical heroes had matured through the time of testing, then they knew the depth of God's grace that had sustained them. So the truly triumphant, they don't boast in their success. Because they know who brought them through. For my own example, for 15 years, pastoring here, I wouldn't have an anniversary. I wouldn't have an anniversary service because I said to myself, you're going to have a lot of folks standing up saying a whole lot of nice things. <laughs> Amen. And, and many people rehearse it. Amen. Because most people don't know you like that. Never been to dinner, never been out, never been by the beach, never, 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 never. But yet people can speak for half an hour about how wonderful you are when it really should be how wonderful you preach. Because you don't know how wonderful I am. I may preach wonderful and not be wonderful. So the reason I had no anniversary is because I didn't want to sit down and listen to all the accolades when I knew me. And somebody close to me, when the accolades are going on, might say, uh-uh, they don't really know him now, do they? I wish you'd understand how it, how it is. There's a side of you that's being challenged every day so that you might walk in the way of God. And what God says is, I'm not going to let you embarrass me by giving you a gift and not dealing with your character. Because if the lights come on your gift, it's going to come on your weakness. So let me hold your gift till I straighten out your weakness. Oh. The young preacher, the young singer, the young musician is hollering, why don't they use me? Getting mad and trying to be used and trying to work it out for them to be used and trying to wheel and deal to be used. But what God is saying is I'm holding you. I'm holding you. Why? Because I'm building your character. I want to know, can you sing in the choir when you know you got a lead voice? But can you come and be faithful if nobody will let you lead? I know you know how to preach, but will you come and be faithful if nobody will let you preach? I know you know. 
I know you're handsome. I know you're pretty. And how come I can't get a man? I'm pretty. God say, yeah, you're pretty on the outside, but I'm getting ready to make you pretty on the inside so you can get somebody and keep them. Your looks will attract them, but your looks ain't going to keep them. Jesus went into being tested only after he was empowered in the spirit. Uh, How much time do I have? I'm closing. So the narrative presents Jesus now as our vicarious advocate. And here's what happened. Relinquishing his own power for his mission to save us from our sins. So in the narrative, what Matthew presents Jesus as Israel's and our champion. He's going into the wilderness as our champion. So those of us who are in the witness box is very anxious to see how he's going to come out. One. Two, what method he's going to use to come out. This is our example of how to handle Satan when he comes at us. He's going to come at us, we've discovered, with our weakness from the flesh. That's the first attack. For every child of God, that's where he's going to come. He's going to come in the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Because that's what you bring to the table. Amen. You are tested where your desires are. You're not tested outside of what you desire. All right. Notice. He understands so much of being tested and that testing is a definite that he tells us to pray certain prayers. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That is part of the model prayer. He says, be careful, watch and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak. So the first place he's coming after you is your flesh. What you desire. So you can testify all you want about not responding to who you don't want. I'm like Bishop Alma, I want to talk to the same people over here. I thank and praise the Lord. I was 
I was in the mall the other day and I, and, and somebody approached me in the mall and they tried to come on to me in the mall and oh, they were trying to talk to me and I, I rebuked them in the name of Jesus. Wasn't your type. Amen. Yes, now you 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 saw him get out of you saw him get out of a Volkswagen. Man, come out of a Volkswagen talking to you in your Louboutin, and in the back of your mind you want to give it to the Lord, but in the back of your mind you're saying, "What can he do with me?" Coming out of no Volkswagen. I ain't looking for no Volkswagen. Now the fella rolled up on a Rolls Royce. Amen. Don't listen. I was born at night. It wasn't last night. Amen. I'll read your mail up in here right now. There's somebody who came up in your life that you had to call on Jesus about. Oh Lord, help me. Somebody from your past during this pandemic gave you a call. That's where he's going to attack. Anybody praying for you ought to be able to tell you where he's going to attack and know where to pray. Say, so now we praying over there. No, that's not where he's going to attack. You ain't got no problem with that. He's going to attack you where you got your problem. He's going to come into where he knows or feels he can get you. Amen. All right, let me give you another example if, since, since, since we're so, uh, you're holding out. When you want to get to somebody's heart, the first thing you say when you don't know them that well is you ask somebody that's close to them, what do they like? Now all sisters like perfume, but you don't like the same perfume. So I'm going to get you some perfume, but I don't want to get you some perfume you don't like. Somebody asked your sister, what kind of perfume does she like? And then I'm going to act like it just came out of the sky. You're going to talk to the brother, uh, uh, what does he like to eat? And you're going to prepare what he likes to eat and act like it just came out of the spirit. Oh, how did you know I like that? Well, don't worry about it. Because in order to get to you, he's got to bring what you like. And so the first temptation is showing us how Satan likes to attack where he feels the weaknesses. He's been fasting 40 days and night. He's got to be hungry. 
Now here's what he wants and I think all of us as the children of God who brag about situations and circumstances, the first thing he wants Jesus to do is to abuse his calling and his power for selfish ends. That's the first thing. You're the son of God. Well, you're the son of God, then why are you hungry? If anybody can satisfy your hunger, you ought to be able to satisfy it because you got the power to satisfy it. So from the Christological interpretation here of the passage, it has much to teach us because he's saying now, if you're the son of God, exhibit it. Much of the church problem today is we want to be exhibitionists. And what Satan is saying to the church in a time like this, in a wilderness experience, is show you ain't got no problem. Show how powerful you are. It don't matter what the science says. It don't matter what you got to go through in a regular world situation. Show you don't have to do it. Because you got the power to satisfy yourself. So now here's what he's trying to do. He's trying to redefine what sonship is. Sonship is satisfying yourself. All of a sudden we have been broken because we've been called king's kids. And now we have trials. According to the teachings and preaching pre-pandemic None of us should be where we are now. Because we got power to make bread out of stone. Since you are the son of God, the devil is inviting Jesus not so much as to deny his sonship as to act according to the various worldly expectations for sonship so he warns us now here's what God is warning us that he is not called to let the world define the content of our calling the world must not decide how you ought to behave in what you're going through And the world cannot decide whether you're close to God or not because of what you're going through. I don't have to defend what I'm going through. Ooh, I feel like now, 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 now that one is getting to me. I don't have to defend what I'm going through because I'm going through like Job. That don't mean I'm not a child of God. Can, can I talk to you for a minute? What you're going through is not because you're weak. 
is because you're strong. I will put no more on you than you're able to bear. I'm closing. We'll pick up the next time. God was not starving Jesus. Jesus was fasting. Do you see the difference? Oh, I feel like preaching in here. The move you have made in your life that oftentimes has brought you great wilderness experiences was not brought on by somebody else. It was a decision you made to get closer to God and you gave up some stuff to get closer to God. You gave up some money, you gave up some houses, you gave up some women, you gave up some men to get closer to the Lord. And now that you're struggling through it, you can look at it and rejoice and say, God is making me stronger because of the decision I made. I'm trying to close and I will close some of us behind the pulpit should be in the public school teaching social workers in addition and many times you reach people outside of the church more than we reach them in the church So you acknowledge God's right to determine your label. See, many times you think pastor is the label that sanctions you talking to other people. Not so. Because you are a witness, you don't have to be a preacher. And many times in your everyday walk with God, you touch more people than the people with the label. I feel like shouting. Uh, Mother Finch has spent years and years on the corner touching people's lives day in, day and out and dealing with people we wouldn't deal with. And yet still, she's not called the bishop. Because you can't let people define your calling. God is the one who defines your calling. And you don't have to be traditional to move with God. Because God doesn't operate in traditional manners. He gives a freedom for you to move any way you choose to move. So the devil can't define who you are. If I don't choose to make stones into bread. Can I go further? Can I close on this point? In the day that Matthew was writing, there was a great roar about magicians. And Jesus is saying to Satan, I refuse to be a magician because as a son of God, I'm not a magician. I'm going to jump forward now. Jesus took a few loaves 
and fishes fed 5,000. Took a few loaves and fishes, fed 4,000. He can feed 4,000. He can feed 5,000, but he wouldn't feed himself. I wish somebody would understand me here. Huh? Talk to me, children of God. It's not that he couldn't feed himself. He fed 4,000. He fed 5,000. But when God has given you a ministry, it ain't for you to use it for yourself. to the preacher's corner brought to you by in-house productions with your host pastor jt senior pastor of house of deliverance of crowley texas we hope you enjoy this broadcast this is an in-house production my goodness Woo. man god he dropped so many so many nuggets oh my god was y'all help my goodness i was blessed i was blessed my god my god my god my god my god Woo wee let's jump into it let's jump into it oh man i was blessed i was blessed oh my god my god bless you bishop Bless you, Bishop. He preached that on yesterday. It's not old. That's that's it's still Rama, fresh right off the press. And he, he touched a lot of things that we've been dealing with here recently at in our within our HOD family. So there's your confirmation that God is doing some great things. Listen. I'm an individual that's big on winning. I'm big on winning. I don't like to lose. Uh, I'm competitive. And so I love the way that he opens up this message. I love it. I know for some, it it got off a little bit slow. But it's for the listener to get what he has for us. He went into this wilderness. and, And I remember preaching from this very text of course i didn't get everything out of it that this powerhouse just did um it was it was the title was the wilderness experience and he said this several times i am at awe at how he broke this down i i love it i love it i love it he said temptation is made up of two parts what bring you what brings uh uh what's brought to the table and what the enticer brings what you bring what what your weakness is and the individual that's going to fulfill it oh my god he says satan doesn't seek to tempt where there is no desire if Satan sees the desire, he offers up the temptation. Thank God I don't I don't have a desire for drinking or uh, getting high or anything like that. I could be right now. I could be around 
individuals that that smoke or drink uh, uh, so I'm not tempted by it I don't have a desire of it I don't have a desire to be with anybody outside of my wife so I'm not tempted by it I'm not tempted by uh, pornography or doing anything uh, uh, freaky with anybody else outside y'all catch it outside of my wife so I'm not tempted by any of that mess so Satan offers up the desire that's there I wish y'all catch all of that there are certain things that you can't avoid when God has his hand on you you will go through trials you will go through heartache you will go through each and everything that that, that will keep you from being who God has called you to be uh, you can't take the past can't take the past into the future man listen the enemy knows your weaknesses he knows who you've been in uh, uh, at arms with and so you won't be able to avoid you won't be able to go walk on the other side of the street if you have been uh, 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 quote unquote changed set free and delivered in a certain area you will be tested you will be tested in every area that you said you was delivered in because the enemy wants to see okay uh you said you said you was delivered from this let me put this in front of you and see how you react and respond you said you was delivered from cussing folks out let me let your boss talk to you crazy you said you was delivered from from inboxing and texting other females let me let me send somebody back from your past that you that you was in love with or or or, or, or thought highly of let me send something to test to see if you are delivered oh man we need to utilize the model that's given to us when dealing with this temptation and that that model is none other than jesus christ himself the easy way is not always god's way the easy way is we want the easy way out of everything i used to say it all the time uh anything that's uh, easily uh, not easily obtained is not worth having if it's not a struggle to get I used to love a challenge love a challenge so I can see if I can win anything that's easily to obtain it ain't worth having it ain't worth having at all how often do we confuse the operation of God and the devil we give credit to the devil that God deserves. We give the devil all of the glory, all of the uh, all of the praise. Man, the devil sure is busy. The devil working in my finances. The devil busy at my home. The devil busy on my job. That that's the devil working in that individual. God pinpoints and place tests before us purposely purposely to see where we are michelin tires uh better yet general motors i used to work at general uh general motors uh plant back in the day 
and and they bring all these brand new trucks into the warehouse and we would have to test the tires test the blinkers this brand new stuff well why do we need to test it because it has to pass certain tests before it leave the warehouse and go to the car lot god is doing the same thing with us when he fills us up with with newness brand new mercies brand new grace he have to test he had to test us on a daily basis the spirit doesn't avoid wilderness experiences it meets them head on it meets it head on we need to stop looking at what we're going through and think about the power you'll have once you come out of it stop looking at what you don't have what you're dealing with what you're going through who don't like you who don't talk to you what about when they start talking to you what about when, when you start having all of the things that that you lack now and all of the power that you don't have now in the midst of the storm think about that power you'll have once you come out of it the wilderness is designed to expose all of our weaknesses the wilderness the storm is to expose our weaknesses where we need to be built up at you cannot say god god said it god said for me to start this business god said for me to get married god said for me to start a ministry god said for me to start a non-profit or god said for me to do this and do that and soon as it hit the fan we run in the opposite direction soon as opposition arise we throw in the towel we quit we give up this too hard i didn't sign up for this i ain't got time for all it this too hard and we start complaining we cannot say that God said it and not hold up our end of the bargain when it gets rough. Everyone that has a great anointing had to overcome a great problem. I had a bad drinking problem. I had a bad addiction. I had to overcome each and everything that I went through. I went through loneliness. I went through homelessness. I went through all sorts of things that I ain't too proud of. But I ain't ashamed to say that I made it over. I made it over. I made it over. Uh, you want the anointing, but you don't want to go through the things that it takes to build the character man not too long ago not too long ago i had individuals uh uh saying that i was something that i knew without a shadow of a doubt that i wasn't which is money hungry <laughs> good god almighty now i had everything that i wanted to have when i was in the world i, I, I was I, I had called i had home i, I had a little sack sold my uh, did, did my street pharmacy on, on on all sorts of level but but that's when i was in the world i was money hungry then not when i got on this side 
man, you looking at an individual that will give you the shirt off his back. That I, I was working in an apartment complex, and everything that they threw away, I took and gave. I gave away televisions. I gave away uh, 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 food. Uh, give away bill money. Marrying folks for free. But out of the mouths, they said that I was money hungry. That was a character building experience. There was a wilderness experience that I had to go through to receive the anointing that's on my life. I had to go through them dragging my name through the mud and no I didn't retaliate no I didn't say anything other people said their piece of the puzzle but Mayberry didn't say a mumbling word because I understood what was at stake and I had to go through what I had to go through to get the anointing that's on my life to whom much is given much is required you are the test where your desires are you need to test you need to be tested you need to be tested 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 we have to be tested on all levels on all levels on all levels I, I was I was blown away uh, brother Bo Bro Dean, he's only a, he called me yesterday and he said, man, I am so proud of you, man. I'm so proud of y'all, you and your wife. Man, I love y'all. I love what you're doing. I'm excited about where, 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 his head, where, where, where he has you headed, especially from where you came from. He saw me in the midst of my mess he saw me drunk and high out of my mind he saw me uh, not wanting to go home uh, uh, to my ex-wife he saw me unhappily married he saw me and he said i am proud happy to see what god has you now that's what it's all about and as he closed i don't do this for money I haven't received a dime for doing the preacher's corner. I haven't received an offering for doing the preacher's corner. No one has sold anything for doing the preacher's corner. Yes, it takes a lot of time. It takes preparation. I make the music. I make all of the graphics. I do all of this. It's a lot of work put into it. But if I'm doing it for personal gain, God doesn't get the glory. And that's not the reason why we have the preacher's corner. It's for somebody that wouldn't ordinarily walk into a church house. It's for the individual that's been disconnected, been church hurt, that's uh, walked away from the faith. It's for the individual that, that, that had gave up on religion. It's for the individual that would normally stay up this late. It's for the individual that's in the wilderness right now and receiving when they wouldn't normally receive from a pastor that preached the way that he just did. I know it was probably boring to a whole lot. I saw the numbers. Everybody jumped on and jumped off. But, but, but for the listener and those that came with their hearts ready to receive, they got it. And they was blessed right 
where they are. Father God, we bless you. We magnify you. We adore you for who you are. God, we thank you for this broadcast on tonight. We thank you for each and every individual that that stayed up tonight and was eager to get a word from you, Lord God. We thank you for clarity. We thank you for confirmation. We thank you for helping us right where we are, right in the midst of a wilderness experience, right in the midst of COVID, right in the midst of, of, of being displaced, people being displaced from their homes by hurricanes and by wildfires in California, right in the midst of a pandemic Lord where people are dying all around us loved ones are falling off Lord God we just thank you for loving us enough to open up our eyes and unharden our hearts and unstop our ears right now God we just give you the praise and glory that you rightfully deserve and even now to 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 continue to send us through the test that way we'll be the man of man of God or woman of God that you're calling for us to be. We ask that you forgive us all our sins, even now that we're committed on today, past, present, known, and unknown, Lord God. We ask for forgiveness even now, Lord God. And continue to give us the strength to endure and walk line upon line, precept upon precept, God. God, we just thank you. We just thank you, God. Thank you, Father. We ask that you touch the man of God, Bishop Jones, even now, Lord God. Cover him and keep him out of harm's way, Lord God. We ask that you continue to pour into him, Lord God, for as long as you have him, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. I hope you were blessed. I hope you were blessed. I hope you were blessed. Man, I was definitely, I was definitely blessed. There's more. I know that was long, but there's more to that message. You go and look up that message, man. Look at it again. Don't let these, uh, even during the daytime, go back. And, if you miss something in this, in this one, go back and look at it again. Share it with somebody that you believe that will be blessed by it. Uh, I hate this. I hate that uh, I didn't see the stings on this broadcast tonight. So we're definitely praying for them because I feel in my spirit it was something that was said on this broadcast that could have helped them right in, in 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 right where they are right now. So if if y'all know where they are, if they sleep, send it to them. If they don't watch it on tonight, pray to God that they watch it on tomorrow on tomorrow we're looking forward to another good night on tomorrow night come back same bad time same bad channel right here on the preacher's corner i got something left that i forgot about let me get in these comments i do not want y'all to think i missed you or didn't see i saw y'all were lighting them comments up definitely appreciate amen 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 Reverend Corey Williams God bless you that's my cousin in Chicago 
God bless you, man. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Amen. 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 Look like everybody was just coming in agreement and putting uh Yes, that was a valid point right there. You want the anointing, but don't want the experience that solidifies the power. You don't want to go through what no anointed person went through to be anointed. How many of us know that it's the anointing that destroys the yoke? There's a lot of people that, that can speak well, but aren't anointed. Y'all, y'all missed it. Y'all missed. There's a lot of churches that are filled to the brim, but there's no anointing. It's the anointing that destroys the yoke. That's Bible. That's Bible. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. 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 Well, that's our time. That's our time. That's our time, man. That's our time. If you had an opportunity, uh, haven't, if you haven't had an opportunity to subscribe to the podcast, there's other uploads on the podcast that's not done live. Uh, there are some more things on the podcast. So if you have Google, Spotify and Apple go ahead look up the preacher's corner and download it there's some morning inspirations some sermons and there's uh, some other things that's not done live uh, on our YouTube channel so and vice versa if you're on the podcast come over to the uh, YouTube channel and see what's on the YouTube channel that's not on the podcast. We try to do something big for the kingdom and for the glorification of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And now closing, I want to leave you with this, as always. Dream big. Use kind words. Say I love you. Say please and thank you. Be grateful. Help others. Don't whine. Be silly. Keep calm. And carry on. That's my time. Salute. I'm out of here. This is our in-house production. In-house. Productions.